Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. Tis us, The Approach Shot. I am Neil Michaels. John Ashton will be joining us shortly. Happy New Year to you. This is our uh, second show of the new year. We're very excited about this. Uh, as you know, we did six packs the last couple of weeks, and we've had a lot of people hit us up on social media and say they had so much fun with it, hearing some of the stuff that we had done before. Um, it's been just a blast getting your response, so thank you for that. I had a question for you, though, about this whole Happy New Year thing. Like, okay, we say Happy New Year, New Year's Eve when it changes over, right? And everybody is in a Happy New Year and and, totally get that. And then we sort of Happy New Year ourselves into the first year, uh, the first week of the year rather here. And at what point does the Happy New Year greeting fade away? Like you're not going to say it the first week of February. What's your cutoff there? What's your personal cutoff? Mine I know this sounds really crazy, but mine has always been Martin Luther King's birthday, because at that point, we're into another holiday. I'm not going to say happy Martin Luther King's birthday and happy New Year to you. And a lot of people I have asked this to said, well, if I haven't seen someone since the new year, even if it's January 20th, I'm going to say happy New Year. And I, I just think that's too long. I think you get to a point where around the 10th, okay, it starts to fade off. By time you get to Martin Luther King's birthday, I I think that's it. I think you cut it off. No more Happy New Year after Martin Luther King's birthday. That's my rule. Got it. Also, we're going to talk a little bit, John and I are going to talk a little bit um, about golf's New Year's resolutions at some point, um, because I know a lot of people start talking about, I want to do this better with my golf game. I want to do that better with my golf game. And I personally have one New Year's resolution when it comes to golf, and that's just play more. Play more. Find a way on a Tuesday afternoon where I thought I was going to be busy, but, you know, about 3 o'clock or so, things start to fade off. Finish work, close it up, and at 4 o'clock, go out and play. Because I know this time of year, maybe not, but as we get into February and March, if we get to the point where it's light until 7, 7.30, 
You can get a, a round in starting at four o'clock. Get out there and play and play your three and a half or four hour round. So I'm that that's my New Year's resolution. Hold me to it, approach shot listeners. Hold me to it. If we get into March and April and I'm still talking about only getting out there once or twice, hold my feet to the fire. Speaking of golf, man, do we have a guest for you today. I am telling you, we are so excited. Andrew Leno II, whose nickname is one of the great nicknames of all time, Drano, and you can guess, as a golfer, if your nickname is Drano, it's because, well, you'll hear why. He was a caddy for 25 years and caddied for some of the all-time greats, including Kenny Perry, Tom Watson, and we'll get all into this as we come back to the show. But he is our guest today on The Approach Shot. Stick around and listen. I'm sure you'll have a good time. And uh, who knows, maybe even John Ashton will grace us with his friends. Stick around. Hey, it's Neil. Some people collect sports cards. Well, not me. I collect watches. It's true. For over 25 years, I've collected watches. And so I was blown away when I was introduced to one of the best kept secrets in automatic watches. Orient Watch USA. According to GQ, Orient Watch is the king of the sub-500 automatic watch category with many models priced below $150. That's a lot of value for this Japanese-powered watch. So when Orient came to me and said, hey, Neil, would you like to talk about our watches? I said, hell yes. This holiday season, why spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars when you can buy a higher quality, sharper looking, better crafted alternative? Orient Watch USA has thousands of five-star reviews, so check them out today. And here's an exclusive offer for listeners of The Approach Shot. Visit orientwatchusa.com and use the code APPROACH for 15% off anything on the entire site. Again, Go to orientwatchusa.com now and use the code APPROACH for 15% off site-wide. That's orientwatchusa.com and use the code APPROACH for 15% off. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. When are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. Hey, we told you we would be back with a very interesting guest, and we found one. It was, it was nip and tuck, touch and go there for a while. <laughs> but we dug one up. <laughs> so thanks for hanging with us. We are The Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. And you will understand what, if you're watching on video, what that little insert in the middle means in just a minute. <laughs> 
you know, and, and again, for those of you who are just listening on the podcast, every week I try to write something on the screen that will crack John up. Today, I didn't crack him up, but I did get him to do that head tilt like a dog does where it's like, so, <laughs> it says, Neil, what does your caddy lack? Say it fast and you'll laugh. Otherwise, you're just going to think I'm an idiot. Uh, today's guest is Andy Drano Leno, the single best nickname of all time. And here in front of me is his resume. Just so you don't think we did our research, Andy uh, has been a caddy for 25 years, including 10 great years with Kenny Perry. He also uh, caddied for Michelle Wee, Tom Watson, Nick Faldo. And in his 10 years with Kenny Perry, they had eight tour wins, including the 1995 Bob Hope. Off the course, he's the founder of GolfMastery.net. He's been elected to the Maine Golf Hall of Fame. He's the president of the Leno Family Foundation. I could go on, but we ain't got that kind of time. Why don't you, like, take a breath, man? <laughs> hey, this is what happens when you get old. <laughs> you start accumulating things, you know? I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but... Hey, it's been a heck of a ride, and I'm, you know, thankful to be able to do the things and travel the world, and and uh, <clears throat> you know, all because of the great game of golf. It, it is a great game, and and you have you have spent a lot of time there. But before we get into that, gotta bust your chops a little bit on something here, Andy. If you look Andy up on the internet, it says Andrew Leno the second. Now, the rest of the world calls that Andy Junior not Andy the second. Now you get, you got to explain to me is junior just something that makes you go. Ah! No, this is a mom thing. So when I was born, my mom did not want me to be called junior. So she put the old Roman numeral two and the rest is history. So <laughs> Thanks. Mom. Honestly, honestly, none of my fault. I found out about it later in life and, and I, in, in her pure respects, God rest her soul. That's the way it is. Yeah, because I got to tell you, you you know, you look the, the fact that you spent a lot of time in Maine. That's that's not quite in the upper echelon of Connecticut. But if you see Andy Leno the second, as opposed to Junior, it kind of makes you go hmm. But then you listen to the interviews with you, and and you're super cool. So you know. Well, I appreciate that, but yeah, I've had that question asked, and as you know, Junior, not not a preference, and it's been still. The media is written junior, et cetera. And I had to correct my golf friend several times in Maine, but he got it right after that. And then, you know, basically the nickname's A2, one of them. So anyway, A2. That. So where in Maine, Andy? I was born in Portland, Maine. Okay. Um, right there in, yeah, in 1961, a long time ago. But, and that's where my parents grew up and that's where all my roots are or whatever. Mm -hmm. And with the high school there, still well connected there. My sister's two sisters and my brother's close by in New Hampshire, still yeah. lots of relatives. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a special place that I try to go to at least, you know, three or four times a year. I, I have an ex-wife in Caribou. My that's, first, what, that's way up there. It certainly is. My first radio <laughs> gig was in Presque Isle. Second radio gig was in Bangor. And, uh, and now, ground, you still didn't get down to the great city of Portland. Well, I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. Give uh -oh. me time. Uh, my, my dad and my sister and her husband now live in Saco. Sweet. So I, and we go to old orchard beach every year. 
There you have it. Yeah, we grew up on Higgins Beach, which is okay. the next beach up. And then, of mm -hmm. course, you got Prout's Neck, the hoity-toity that you were talking about earlier. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. Actually, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Goodell actually uh, resides there, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, he's not real well accepted up there either. He walks around with sunglasses and a and a ball cap all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and a funny nose. <laughs> Depending and on also, how much he's drinking. Another affinity we have, I want to say right off the bat, Andy, is I'm right now in Louisville, Kentucky. So Kenny Perry is like the favorite son. So. Oh, man, I'll tell you, one of my toughest memories, 1996 PGA there. I mean, it was such a, a high and a low all in one day. And, man, yeah. that was just, you know, obviously graduating at Western, very familiar, have a lot of friends in Louisville, and really became, you know, just loved Kentucky, went down there blindfolded, um, you know, didn't hadn't seen it, been there or anything. So, yeah, Kentucky's always going to be a special place for me. Yeah, and Valhalla is beautiful. It's just a gorgeous golf course, man. Yeah, I heard they're doing some great things. They regrassed it. Um, I, you know, my buddy that lives there is giving me all the updates. Um, but and they're you know preparing for whatever's coming. I know the PGA owns it, so they've got a bunch of events coming. So it'll be you know it's a great venue for fans and and uh, like you said, beautiful place and a heck of a golf course. Yeah. I think we got the PGA Championship in twenty twenty four. So yeah, you can, yes, and that'll month. be that'll be here before we know it. <laughs> yeah, and they took out the Bermuda and put in bluegrass. So imagine that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> duh. <laughs> in the bluegrass state, the same bluegrass that strangled my pro on the 72nd hole <laughs> at the PGA. I, it, the irony of it all sometimes, it's amazing. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, we've had, we've been lucky enough over the last year or so to have um, Kessler Corain and, and Joe Greiner on who are two of the great caddies of, of today. And I know reading some of, of your stuff, you talk about the fact that being a caddy, especially to a, a number of people, but especially Kenny, that's what that, you know, that you spent the longest amount of time for You're part psychologist, part yardiologist, which I think is a great expression and a greens guy. How much of it is mental and how much of it is physical? Well, I mean, like I've always said, and I say this over and over, you know, we've been watching the PGA Tour, I think, for 70 years, and I've never seen a caddy hit a shot. So, <laughs> so with that, I mean, you know, you're there for your guy, and, you know, you really have to be there, and you have to really know your pro. Everybody's different. Kessler's deal's different. Joe's is different. I mean, my guy's different. you got to really know your pro and what makes him tick and what, you know, exactly you need to do to be there for him so you guys can execute that shot or whatever it may be that week. So that's the right. key. I mean, it's I tell that to people all the time. It's not just a stock thing to go grab a bag and say, hey, I'm caddying for this guy, and you just plug it in. It doesn't work that way. So that's the neat thing about being with someone a long time and guys that stay with stay with pros are able to create that relationship. And it really helps when you get in the hunt, you trust each other, you become friends, you spend a lot of time with each other more than you do with your family. You sometimes get on each other's nerves. I mean, yeah. you go through the whole gambit, but in the end, you're all, you're both after the same thing. And that's to get that W on Sunday. I, I read a thing where, uh, where you were with Kenny Perry, you, uh, you, you counseled him on making a different iron choice than the one he was about to make. And he deferred to you. Did he usually defer to you when you disagreed or or was that just he just didn't want to argue that particular moment? I mean, 
honestly, Kenny was one that really let you caddy. I mean, he, you know, he would really ask you straight up. And, and when you did, he, he got, the, he had the confidence in you and know, knows that you know your craft. And he did that with not only me, but with anybody that caddied for him. I mean, he had successes with other caddies as well. And, and uh, he was one that I would say, let you caddy. Nick Faldo let you caddy. You know, there's a lot of them. They let you kind of do your thing. That That's the neat thing about caddying. You've got to adjust on the run because they're all different. They all get different mannerisms. They all get different things that they like. And you've got to be able to figure that out pretty quick. Yeah. Were there days where, you know, you've, you've caddied for Kenny for, you know, a bunch of years and he goes out and you know on a particular day he's stronger, he's more tired, there's something physically different about him and that you can adjust to those things? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, you know, you kind of have some background when you know it's maybe going on at home or, you know, or maybe, you know, a sports team won or, or you just, you know, some other personal things came and you have that insider stuff. But like, you know, for instance, when he won his first tournament at Muirfield on Friday, you know, he came in there and he was just, on fire at Muirfield. And it was one of those days where you just stay out of the way. Next thing you know, you're standing on the 16th tee and you're seven under par and you're leading the golf tournament and everybody's going, who's this Kenny Perry guy? Well, <laughs> they knew who he was because he'd been in the hunt before, but like, you know, this is a Jack Nicholas's Memorial tournament at the time. We weren't really thinking about it. Him and I, we were just trying to, you know, be a caddy and be a golfer and finish the round. And, the time you're referring is on 16th hole there, you know, he got over his five iron and we had the yardage and everything. And he looked at me and asked me if I liked the club. And I said, no, I actually think you can get the six there. And he hit this beautiful high six iron, two hops rolled in for a hole in one, uh, got him to nine under par, parred the last two holes, broke the course record and, you know, went on to beat Hale Irwin that week for his first yeah. PGA tour win. So you just don't know in golf, golf has all kinds of surprises. Yeah. <laughs> And you can't count on it. Like you said, the surprises are there. You just have to uh, take what the course gives you and, and move along. And Andy Drano Leno is our guest, a, a caddy, PGA Tour caddy par excellence. And I also understand he's one hell of a green reader. And we're going to talk about that. Some more golf stories and, and how the heck for the green illiterate. Yeah, we'll, we'll work with you on the way when we come back. We are the approach shot. Hang with us. The holidays are a great time of year, mostly. Let's face it, a lot of us feel stress too. Gift giving, family, money issues, it's a lot and can cause stress, anxiety, even affect your sleep. Hey, it's Neil. And if you haven't tried CBD to help with your stress and anxiety, you should. And the best CBD is the De-Stress Blend from NED, spelled N-E-D. NED's De-Stress Blend has been in development for over a year and contains a one-to-one -one formula of CBD and CBG, which is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating stress and anxiety. Ned's products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs, and Ned products have over 2,000 five-star reviews. Just to be clear now, there's no THC in these products, so there's no risk of getting high. Just in time for the holidays, listeners of The Approach Shot get 20% off Ned products by going to helloned.com and using the code APPROACH. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com and using the code APPROACH for 20% off. Plus, 
you'll get a free gift when you spend over $150. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. Back again with the Approach Shot. John Ashton here, Neil Michaels there, Andy Drano Leno. And uh, I, I was glad you pronounced it Leno and not Lano, because otherwise the nickname just would not have worked. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, mate. My buddies gave me the name, you know, growing up in golf, I, you know, I was a, I got down to a two at one point and used to play a lot of competitive golf and just had that group around the club. And, you know, I was, you know, when it came to making putts, you know, I was pretty handy around the green. I fit like some of these guys, but when I did get around the green chipping and getting up and down, I would drain it. And so all of a sudden this kid said, Hey, you you drain everything. I'm going to call you drain Olano. And so it stuck. I mean, it was all about the putting. I wished I could putt like like I did then. Now, I don't quite agree. Well, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, you know, you grew up in Maine. Uh, we had Janie Blaylock on a couple months ago, grew up in New Hampshire. And I, I want to ask the same question. I mean, when you got like five months a year that you can actually play golf, how did you get so good in those five months? I mean, it's it's hard for someone in the Northeast to be able to spend that much time getting good at the game, isn't it? Yeah, you know, there's a couple things, and you're right. It's a short season, and I can tell you that the folks up there make the best of it. They really do. They stretch it out like a rubber band. But, I mean, you know, I give the credit to my dad. I mean, he put clubs in my hand when I was two, three years old. We have pictures of me smacking the thing around, you know, and um, and basically also I, I played three sports. So I played baseball in the summer and basketball in the winter and football in the fall. So all those things. You know, it's all about hand-eye coordination, and it's all about, you know, I, I'm going to say baseball helped me. I was an excellent baseball player. It was a really tough decision for me to give up baseball and, and focus and concentrate on golf, but it was a dream of mine to try to be a great player and go play for money, maybe make the PGA Tour. Right. So, I'm, you know, the hand-eye coordination thing, that's what it's all about, and um, that that's what I attribute to, and I encourage even kids today, play more than one sport. You know, yeah. the agility that you have, you know, the shooting three throw free throws gives you touch for chipping and football tossing. You know, I played quarterback. You had to toss passes, and it all comes back to you know being being right there for golf. I mean, you got to have you know those things, and you got to have that grit and that tough mental mental toughness. You know, that's the exact same answer that Janie gave. She played multiple sports. She played softball. Yeah. She played basketball. And she's she fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the proof's in the pudding. I don't know where near as good as her, but that's interesting that, you know, <laughs> two New Englanders come, you know, great minds think alike, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. You know, as, as, but I want to throw something into that because I know that a lot of people who are weekend warriors say when they go to the driving range, if they've played softball or if they've gone to a batting cage, it screws up their golf swing because they have kind of the same, you know, backstroke and then follow through. And then they try to take that and just drop it. And it's a different swing. Do you find, have you heard people say, 
hey, you know, I played baseball and I now I my swing is all messed up. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing that scared people away. Don't mix tennis and golf. You know, you'll get tennis elbow and all that. And it's the same people that told me back when I was growing up, don't go in the weight room. You'll mess up your touch. I <laughs> wished I went in the weight room. <laughs> now look at all these guys. They're in the weight room. They're hitting it far. I mean, it's crazy how it's all, you know, morphed into what it is and what, it, you know, what it is now. But I mean, it's it's funny to look back on that information. And you're right. People did. You know, I don't know if you want to call them wives tales or whatever, but I mean, I'm sure they were applicable because, yeah, I knew some folks that had some elbow troubles, but it didn't bother me. So, I mean, I, I think it's all about the athleticism and the coordination and to be able to time it up. And that's, you know, that's what you're basically working on muscle memory. Yeah. Yep. And it's when it comes to reading a green, however, are there any little quick tidbits, little hints, little quick fixes you can throw out for, like I said, the, the green illiterate. Are, are you playing tomorrow, John? Is that why you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 60 degrees tomorrow. Yes. You'll be playing. Okay. Wait. <laughs> we know the rule 50 plus. I mean, for me, obviously I'm a field player. I didn't get in, you know, I'm a field player when I did play. So I read greens by feel and obviously had some pretty good eyes too. Cause you obviously got to be able to see the slopes and the greens. I didn't have the greens up and I didn't do the, you know, that whatever, I forget that aim point. Um, aim point yeah. Again, I'm not saying that doesn't work or whatever. That wasn't me. Um, I was old school. You know, I read putts for hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, for wins in tournaments, mm-hmm. you know, that went in. And I never even really thought about it just by, you know, feel. So I still think, you know, in the end, golf reverts back to feel. And the great players you see on TV, regardless of all this technical stuff, they mm-hmm. have tremendous feel and imagination. That's really where it is on the golf course. I, I was watching with a very strong, jealous streak, the uh, PNC tournament and, and little Charlie Woods, man, the way he wow. was putting. It's like, man, you're 12. What, what are you doing? You're giving <laughs> us all a bad name here, buddy. <laughs> I was telling someone, I said, he putts like he plays video games. He was just pressing a button and every one of them was going in. The kid was fantastic. Yeah, the shot that he hit that ended up like an inch from the pin. And then the best dad move in the history of the world where Tiger gives him a pat on the butt with his putter, with his, with his club, was just, I mean, it's an embarrassment from a golf standpoint. And it's an embarrassment from a father's standpoint. All the rest of us just were like, all right, I throw in the towel. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I love those father-son tournaments. My dad actually started me with those. That's really where I kind of got going. You know, in Maine, they had the Maine State Golf Association every year had a father and son, and it was on Father's Day every year. So it was like our major, so to speak. So we would get pumped up to go play in that. But he started me at five years old, and I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going. I just knew I was going the course with dad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, on the par threes, for instance, we had a – you know, where there was water. So he'd have me tap it off the tee, hit it, he had hit it over because it was alternate shot. But we ended up winning, you know, in my age bracket at 10, we won later on in, at 14, but then we won the whole thing when I was a really good player and he stayed a really good player late in age and we won the whole state championship. So wow. that father son thing is neat. Um, and so it kind of made me flash back to watching those guys play. And it was, uh, you know, good memories. You You have to have a very strong bond, even with your father, to play alternate shot, don't you? 
Yes, you do. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I respected my dad. He was a tremendous athlete. He got drafted by the Washington Senators, and uh, he I looked up to him. He's a great baseball player. He's great basketball. He was great at all the sports that he played, but he really excelled at baseball. And I, I tell this funny story. He gets, you know, by the, the Cleveland Indians, and, you know, they say, Mr. Lane, we've drafted you. They said spring trainings at X, you know, in March or whatever down in Winter Haven, Florida. See you down there. My dad had to thumb to Florida <laughs> for spring wow. training. Think about that. Thumbing. He hitched like the entire way. Wow. Think about that. The old the, the thing they're doing on the internet now. This is then and this is now. Imagine yeah. that. I wouldn't thumb down the road from my house right now. <laughs> so, I mean, to think my dad thumbed 1,200 miles. He didn't have the funds. He didn't have a car. You know, his brothers gave him money. He didn't, you know, I, I mean, he did it. He really wanted to be a pro baseball player, and that's that's what he wanted to do, and he got down there, and he did pretty well. He played he played catch with Roger Maris in South Dakota. He, he lost a job to, I think it was Harmon Killebrew, a guy named Harmon Killebrew at third base after he got traded to the Senators. So, he scratched the surface with some greats when he, you know, when he gave it a sh- okay. shot to try to get in the show. No yeah. shame in losing to a guy who hit over 500 home runs and was in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So Uh-oh. after that, he he took up golf really kind of later in age, you know, because he couldn't afford to play back in, you know, the let's see, that would have been in the 50s. It was expensive to play golf back then, yeah. not like it is now. Yeah. So that's what really got him going. That was his competitive edge that he could take you know from the other three sports as you know you can't play those generally anymore so yeah so in this day and age the here and now part do you watch golf now and and see some of the young guys and say boy i wish i could caddy for them because i see them doing something they need some help or i could help them do this or anything like that or do you just watch for enjoyment now no, I, I still have a lot of friends out there that I that I pull for, and I and I just love golf. You know, I just I, I think it's you know you can learn something every day. I don't care what you where you've been or what you've seen. I mean, I learned something the other day watching it. I basically watch it to learn, so I might be able to go out and maybe use a shot or two when I'm still playing. So, yeah. I mean, I look back and loved the interaction that they had there with Trevino. I mean, oh yeah, Trevino showed me a shot at the nineteen was it nineteen eighty nine Heritage. We got paired with him when I caddied for Jim Carter. He was my first pro, and we got paired with him three straight days at Hilton Head. So imagine this, we're playing with Lee Trevino, one of the best shot makers ever at a place that's a bowling alley that yeah. you have to hit all the shots. And I'm watching this guy go around, and he's cutting it, and he's hooking it, and he's slicing it, and playing all the shots, and talking to everybody and laughing about it. <laughs> and I'm going, what the heck? You know, we became kind of buddies. And he pulled me over. He says, hey, let me show you this bunker shot. And he buried a ball in a bunker. And he showed me how to hit this shot that I still use today. I showed it to Kenny Perry. He used it in a tournament that helped us. I've showed it to many people. And I cherish that experience uh, being getting that close to a legend like Lee Trevino. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Hey, talk about experiences you're going to cherish. We're going to come right back with six questions that Neil has been up all night right it's called a six pack we do it to everybody and we're coming right back and do it to Andy Drano Lato right here on the first shot hang on
Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt, here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nation wide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. We are back as promised. We have never yet made a promise to you that we have not kept. That's true. I would like to say that. that I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure we can say that in our family lives, but oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, promise them anything in the family. We're going to. Okay. <laughs> I'm John Ashton. He's Neil Michaels. Andy Drano, Leno, Caddy Extraordinaire, our guest, and it is time for the six pack. So, Andy, this is the point in the show where you uh, you take a, a stiff drink or something because we fire off six questions. Oh, he's got one right there. <laughs> I like that he came prepared. I'm not going uh, to tell you what's in it. Questions. We ask you to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Please do not think about it, or we will uh, probably either buzz you or say something like, no, 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 no. There, there you go. <laughs> um, so if you're ready, let's hit this. Question number one, Drano is possibly the coolest and most appropriate nickname we've ever heard. Who did you caddy for that also had a fun nickname that we might not know? Hmm. Pro? No idea. That one's a stumper. You caught me off. Oh, no. We start with a stumper. <laughs> did, did Kenny have a nickname? KP. That doesn't count. I mean, you got to remember, Kenny Kenny was one of the nicest guys to walk the planet. I mean, you couldn't get anything on Kenny. (laughs) I feel like maybe Nick Faldo would have had a nickname. He might have, um, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, I only worked for Nick three weeks. Uh, Nick, Nick was, uh, he was quite a character. I can tell you that much. Quite, quite interesting guy. He wasn't the comedian that he is now, but he was working towards it at the time. Plus, he was British, so they don't get close to anybody. They don't, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I will tell you that I'm in the camp that you are, that especially with today's athletes, and God, am I going to sound like an old man right now. But if you're Dwayne Wade and you've played basketball as long as you have and you're as cool as you are, D. Wade is not a nickname. It's an abbreviation. So, so KP, not a nickname. You're right. All right. Well, stumping number one means that um, we should have a buzzer someplace, but we don't. So we'll go to number two. We here at the Approach Shot have magic powers. I don't know if I told you that ahead of time. And we're giving you the Approach Shot magic wand. God, I wish I had a stick right now so that I had a prop. You're going to be able to bestow one power on a player for whom you are caddying. This is a, a fictional character that you're going to be caddying for. Would you give them Bryson's distance, Tiger's mental toughness, 
or Tom Watson's putting ability? Tiger's mental toughness. Really? Not, I mean, not something physical. Okay. Tell me why. I mean, it, I mean, when people say that golf is, you know, 90% mental and 10% physical, even at that level, when it comes down to it, the tough mental guys are the ones that get it done on Sunday. You know, there's a special innate quality that you have to close the deal on the PGA tour. And Kenny Perry has it. I, I can tell you, I watched him and he did it in a different way. And he, he stayed, you know, his, his composure was amazing and his disposition. And uh, he was one. And there were several others that I work for. And there's ones that you watch every week on TV. So for me, I mean, that, that part, that part of tiger, not a lot of people have, they have a little bit of it, but they don't have what tiger has. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Question three, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you or a player you were caddying on the course? Well, for me, I didn't give many of them, but I had one, I had maybe one or two bad numbers and to get, go through that situation. I'm being totally transparent and honest. I could tell you that I never gave one, but any caddy that tells you they haven't is probably not telling the truth, but I gave a number and it got hit the best shot ever. And he's posing and it sailed over the green and he looked at me and I looked at him and I didn't even, there was nothing I could say or do. <laughs> so luckily he got it up and down. We didn't hit it like in, in the next County or anything like that. So it wasn't as bad as it, it could be. And it wasn't like for the tournament. So again, still not acceptable for me when I went out there, I prided myself on that. And Kenny never carried a yardage book. He counted on me for all the numbers. So, I mean, we, we did pretty well and that would have been it. You know, that's the interesting thing, I guess, about being a golfer or being a caddy is if something embarrassing happens, there's nowhere to hide. If you're a baseball player, you can go in the dugout and, you know, the camera can't follow you. You're standing in the middle of the fairway and the camera, there's nowhere for you to go. I mean, fake a heart attack, maybe. I can honestly say at least the player I was working for, we weren't in the hunt and it wasn't on film, but. I have to still look at my two other cohorts in my group that when we get to the next D, they look, they know what happened. It's like the walk of shame. You know, you have, you have that to the next T and then it's forgotten because guess what? Those guys in that group, it's happened to them too. They've done it too, right? I mean, it's the uniqueness of golf. And, you know, like you said, or like I say, I mean, it's the only sport, you know, where a pro is out there and actually has someone standing right next to him going to battle. You know, that's the really cool thing that people kind of overlook about pro golf. You know, you've got the caddy and you've got, obviously you got the pro, but the caddy is right there. And I can't call a timeout. You know, I can't throw the red flag and challenge the play, but I can be there to back them up. And that's the really, really neat thing about being a, you know, a PGA Tour pro caddy. That is cool. All right. Question four, you teach current players to communicate with their caddies. That's a big thing. Communicate with your caddies. Who is the absolute worst communicator you worked with? And on the other hand, who is the best? Well, I'm going to go positively and go the bet. One of the best is going to be Kenny Perry. I mean, we talked about everything. There wasn't, you know, there was, wasn't ever an instance where we didn't review or go over. We had our routine and he, he communicated and we, we were just, it was just part of what we did. We made it that way. So, and it was important because you have to really be that way to be successful. 
you know, for Kenny to do as well as he does, what, not only with me, but he's just a great communicator when he's out on the course. So he, that would be my best communicator. My least, my least best communicator. That would be, again, I need, I need the list in front of. Me. I work, for, I work for some tremendous guys, and honestly, most of them, they were pretty good communicators. It just depended on, you know, how they were feeling that day or what kind of mood they were in. I mean, that's, I'm, I've never even, I'll be honest with you, I've never been asked that question. That one's kind of, that gives a half a punch. First one, I'll take the full blow, but that one, yeah. Fair I'm, enough. And you, I always ask the best and worst, and generally people bow out on the worst part. So we won't I mean, I'm, I'm actually trying to think of someone that didn't communicate that well. Um, it, it, I mean, I could use the example, it might've been the first time going out with an individual maybe because they don't know you and you don't know them and they don't know what you could do for them and or help them or whatever. That's kind of a general cop-out answer, I guess. But I mean, honestly, I, I can't come up with anybody really that didn't actually try to communicate out there. Okay. Question five, the approach shot time machine is now cranked up and we're letting you go back in time. Who would you caddy for pre-1970? And then who would you caddy for post-1970? And their names cannot be Arnie, Jack, or Tiger. Okay, pre-1970. So I'd go for probably the slammer, Sam Sneed. He was Mm pre-70. And what a golf swing. I mean, if I could look at that four and a half hours a day, I think I might be able to have a better rhythm because I fight my rhythm and there probably isn't a guy that has better rhythm than Sam Snead. I mean, it was amazing to watch videos that I get to see today. So going the other way, who can I caddy for? I mean, it can't be who again? Can't be Arnie, Jack, or Tiger. On either side of it, right? Correct. Then I'd go for Trevino. I would love to be out with Trevino <laughs> and be able to just chat and have him just tell you how he's going to hit every shot and then tell this guy that his ice cream doesn't taste good and, you know, that he wants <laughs> a bite of a hamburger. I mean, I'll tell you, Lee Trevino, just the other day, just watching that video of him talking here in Tiger and, and Charlie there, I mean, the kid doesn't even realize how valuable that is. I mean, that guy is amazing. And he's been throwing, as they said, some bootleg stuff up on the internet. And I chime into it and I listen to every word because the stuff that comes from him is gold. Yeah. And, and to watch him hit all those shots, the guy's a self-made player, won six majors. He's a legend. I mean, that would that would be the guy for me. Yeah. That is a great, great choice. And and I think just in general, when we talk, we talk to a lot of people about golf, I think for whatever reason, there's the Arnie Jack, Tiger, Phil, Bobby Jones, the, you know, the the big, big, big names. And Trevino is a big, big, big name. For, but for whatever reason, people have to think a minute to get to him. And it's, and it's strange to me because I think he's probably the all-time greatest golf character who also oh. could play his butt off. Right. And, and forget about the fact that he had the nickname, the Mary Max. You know, I mean, what? I mean, I mean, how do you beat that nickname, Drano Leno? But how about the Mary Max? He backs it up every time he tees it up. Well, let's go back to question one. You got it. Mary Max would have been the greatest nickname. 
Well, All right, you, can you give me an edit on that? Can you throw yeah, that absolutely. in? Absolutely. <laughs> we, we can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, we could just have people wait until now and just know that you were sandbagging us the whole time. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, sandbagging's part of golf, right? So I mean, it's not, not in my league, but it is for some people. Perfect. All right. In question six, we asked this of everybody who comes on the show, since we are the approach shot, Drano, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? I'm extremely honest. And I mean, you know, golf is game. It's a game of honor. And you and I know you've been in the woods and your ball's on a stick and it rolls. Guess what? There's only one person that's going to see that happen. And, you know, you've got to be the one that raises your hand and said, you know, I got a penalty. So, I mean, I tell my young golfers, I say golf is great, not only for whether you're any good at it or whatever it may be, integrity, honesty, you know, manners, being, being, you know, being a gentleman out there, that's really important, not just on the golf course, but in life, really. And, you know, my parents taught me well growing up, and I attribute that all to them. Very cool. Awesome. Hey, that was um, six questions. You are officially off the hot seat. Yay! Uh, And you listen to all about it, man. That's the best part. Uh, Listen, real quick, the the shameless self-promotion. Tell me what golfmastery.net is all about, buddy. So that's something I, after 25 years of obviously walking next to and talking to and, you know, the best in the world, you know, I just decided to kind of sit down and kind of, you know, try to put all the little tips and all the little wisdom and knowledge that I've had and try to put it all in one place and just try to be there to offer it to people, you know, to whether they want to chat about it, you know, whether they want some advice or whatever. I mean, I've heard it from the best, how they prepare and just basically have a place to, for folks to go to and try to grow the game. You know, I mean, I love golf. Golf's been good to me. And uh, I'm just trying to give something back. And, uh, you know, obviously I've, I've been places all over the world and, and uh, I just want to share those experiences with folks. Fantastic. 25 years of golf in one place. That's awesome. And that's golfmastery.net, not.com, but.net. Right. That's it. It wasn't easy to put that content together, but my webmaster, she, she worked on, we, we did a pretty good job with it. It's got some great stuff in there and, and, uh, and even surprised myself. I mean, having champagne with number 41, that was pretty special. <laughs> the president's cup. I, I asked someone the other day, I go, Hey, have you ever had champagne with a president? And they go, what president of my company? I said, no, <laughs> no, the president of the United States. He was in our locker room in 1996 when we won the president's cup. Arnold Palmer was our captain. So mm-hmm. here we are, I got the king five feet away and you got 41, you know, 10 feet away with his, you know, guards and all of that. But mm-hmm. we had a great talk because, you know, he's got his place in Kenny Buck. So we immediately connected and we had a great, great chat. and Fellow know, maniacs. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I mean, 41 is awesome. Great supporter. Love the game. Play at this little course. You may not have heard of it. I know you, you know it, John. The only par 69 in Maine, I believe, Arundel. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's where the pro played every day when he could. And he loved it. It is the coolest little course. It handcuffs me every time I go up and play it. It's only 6,100 yards, but it's all about the pop-up greens. Yeah. You yeah. can drive it right next to the green, make double bogey. You can make a birdie, whatever. And it's tremendous. And, um, you know, the, it's a it's a cool little gem. Pretty funny story if you got time. But we do. So 
the course record there, Mickelson has it because he they, they used to sneak up and play with uh, you know forty one up there, and, and they they loved going up to Maine when they were either playing at Hartford or whatever. So the course record was, uh, or it's still there, and Mickelson has it. It's I believe it's sixty. So couple guys, couples goes up there, and he's got it going one day. And there's a the fifteenth, what is it, fifteenth hole? There's a tree. It's only three hundred and forty yards, and there's a tree in front of the green. So he gets up and he smashes this thing and he catches the tree and goes behind it. He right now he's tied the course record at the time is what I was told. So the tree made him chip out. He made a bogey. He ended up coming up, a, you know, a shot short. Mm. Then Brad Faxon played and he had all he had to do was two putt the final green and he three putted. So oh. there's some guys when the pros go up there that they just look and they're trying to get Mickelson's name down. From that <laughs> he keeps standing there, man. He's got that big fat 60 showing right there. And it's, well, uh, it's, I have it's a story cool. that, that basically it encapsulates the whole idea of what Maine is about and what people from Maine are like. I play when we go up there in the summertime I play at the Biddeford Saco country club. Love okay. that place. There's a little plaque on number one T that says the front nine was designed by Donald Ross. And that's it. That's all they mentioned. That's the only time they mentioned his name. (laughs) And like, you know, down here, everybody, Donald Ross, Donald Ross, Donald Ross, come to the Donald Ross course, you know, but up there, it's just, yeah, Donald Ross did our first nine, but you know, he did a lot around here. So who cares? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and then they added another back nine, which, you know, quite interesting because it's nothing like the front and a range. So I knew the people that, you know, that used to be the pro there along a lot of the time. And I love Bitford Saco that always in great shape. The greens are tremendous. It's it's awesome. Have you played at that, uh, that new Lynx-ish one they've got at Old Orchard Beach? I think it's called something dunes, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, 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 you mean dune grass? Dune grass, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we actually, we had our event for our foundation out there the last time we played. Uh, we know the oh, owners. And, uh, oh. yeah, it's it's a pretty nice golf course, too. It's very, it's narrow. It's not as friendly as Biddeford Saka. No. <laughs> you got to have your A-game kind of going or you're going to be following it off people's roofs. But, <laughs> yeah. anyway, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an excellent track and quite challenging. Yeah, it was. I, I played there once, and it was like, it's like that that joke with the sign. It says the green is 150 yards away. A plate glass window is 200 yards away. Choose your club carefully. <laughs> you know? Well, and that 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 place used to be a nine, and I was in only nine holes. I played it in high school. I played matches down there. Well, then this big developer came in and he blew it up. He used some of the holes from the nine hole, but then they added the other nine. And now it's it's quite a place. Now it's really well developed, and it's just not too far from Biddeford Saco, actually. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, they, no, they're they're, yeah. they're close. Just just the other end of Route Nine. Hey, a state of Maine Chamber of Commerce. This uh, five minute commercial <laughs> was brought to you by John Ashton and Drano. Uh, you know, you can send the check any minute. Visit Love Maine. <laughs> Visit <Love> Maine. <laughs> I ca- I call it the great state. So yeah. anyway, that's just me. I'm a homer. <laughs> you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell at all. A friend of mine said, you're obviously from Maine if you know the four seasons are almost winter, winter, still winter, and road construction season. <laughs> Especially up where you were in Caribou. I've, I've not wandered up that far. Bangor's my limit. I have gone to Bar Harbor, and it's awesome up there, but I haven't been way up where you were. That is, that's uh, some beautiful country, and I still need to get up there someday. Yeah, Christmas morning, 1974, it was 37 degrees below zero without the wind chill factor. So, yeah. 
you know, having moved to San Diego 10 years ago, the words wind chill factor, I'm so <laughs> glad I haven't used them in so long. <laughs> Actually, if you go down the street, I'll bet you right now there isn't 100 people that even know what that means. Your first 100 would be no, exactly. no, no. <laughs> well, and, and the other, and, and while I've got them, those same 100 people, and I say to them, we were talking about Maine, and then you referred to something further north than Maine, <laughs> in Maine. <laughs> they'd be like what are there time zones in the state how big is that place so a friend of mine when i when i told him i was i was moving to holton in fact i graduated from high school in new york city the next day my parents moved to holton maine okay um yeah, did, did they well, lose a bet what happened <laughs> no, no my dad was a minister and they wanted right. to come but you know whatever i tried to avoid it as long as i could but when i when i told someone i was moving to holton he said no i know maine he said bangor that's the end of the earth. So, so Halton is two hours beyond the end of the earth. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, how are the Italian restaurants in Halton? <laughs> <laughs> you had to go all the way to Prescott's just for a damn McDonald's, man. <laughs> 42 miles from the nearest McDonald's. Oh, On the boy. other hand, you could get a lobster roll for $1.50. Oh, not in Halton. Halton, all good. they do in Halton is they grow potatoes. Oh, yes, okay. okay. It's a Rooster County, Maine. That's where all the potatoes come from. And you're either a, a, a potato farmer or you drive truck to and deliver potatoes. And it's home of one of the top majors in the state, the Spudlin Open. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they exactly. play it every year up there. Hmm. I yeah. can just hear people tuning out as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, on, we're on in Augusta, man, and they're loving it right now. Okay. <laughs> Even the people in Bangor are like, you're beyond me. We don't care anymore. <laughs> That's the other trivia question. What's the capital of Maine? Augusta. That's it. Where they play the Masters? I go, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the place. We got it. Right. In April, go ahead up there. You can get a hotel room anytime you want. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Drano, so ple- such a pleasure to have you. We've, we've been doing this for 45 minutes now, and we could do it for another two hours. Well, hey, it's been great. I really appreciate you having me on and, and uh, giving giving you know me a chance to share uh, you know what I've been doing, and it's a pleasure and an, and an honor. And uh, thanks again, I appreciate it. You ever get back to Kentucky, man? Yeah, I, I got back there. I go to Western. Um, I try to sneak back there. Got a lot of friends there, and uh, yeah, I try to sneak in there a couple times. You know, within two or three years, this. This latest pandemic's kind of put, give me a little gut punch on that. But, you know, I mean, yeah, still, I keep a close eye on old Bowling Green and and Kentucky for sure. Louisville's basketball team had to bow out of their game with Kentucky because of COVID and Western stepped right in. So Western is playing UK this weekend, I believe. I read that, you know, and I mean, it was, uh, you know, I followed obviously, you know, Big Red, baby. I mean, we smoked him in the bowl game the other day, which was yeah. a nice win for us. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I saw that and this whole thing is just uh, giving people lots of options. So yeah. Western's going to jump at that. I mean, Patino wouldn't play us, you know, when no. we had a decent team, he just didn't want to do it. And uh, the other guy did yeah, at Louisville. He gave us a shot, but. Yeah, I mean, they were the you, beat, you beat Louisville last week. You, you won the bowl game on Friday and then beat us on Saturday in basketball. So it was a good weekend for y'all. Right. And all, and all my friends in the radio business here in Louisville all graduated from Western. All of them. 
Go tops, baby. Gotta love it. And that place has exploded. I wish it is so nice. I went there two years ago and I'm like, man, I go, it was nice when I was there. It is beautiful now. I mean, it's a great place to go to school. I'm not just saying that. It really is. Cool. Again, great meeting you, man. Nice to talk to a homeboy for a while. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays and have a great new year. And uh, we'll hopefully we'll get to meet sometime. Exactly. Yeah, you ever get close, give me a holler, man. We'll you got it. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around, do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800 589 0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800 589 Hey, thanks for hanging with us. We are the Approach Shot. Neil Michaels back with you. John Ashton has had to leave early tell you something he probably doesn't want you to know. He's decided that at his stage of life, with everything he's got going on, he's got a big family. He had a big family over for the holidays. Everything he's got going on, the approach shot, you know he's also the co-host of those weekend golf guys. He decided, yeah, you know what? Middle of the winter in Kentucky, because God knows we all know he lives in Louisville that he's going to move. So he has packed up his house. He and his fantastic wife, Michelle, have packed up their house, and they are moving as we speak. In fact, he said to me, Neil, as soon as we're done with Drano, I gots to go. Actually, he's not cool enough to say I gots to go, but you know what I mean. So he's doing that, and I'm going to wrap up with you here saying um, I just enjoy the heck out of... of Drano, he's hilarious. And the fact that he handled that six-pack, I'm going to have to up my game a little bit on some of these questions because he was uh, he was funnier than I was. Let's, let's face it. I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about what we've got coming up this year. We have been able to really uh, get some magnificent folks signed up to be on the show and... Some of them will be former and current NFL players. Some will be Major League Baseball players. We have some golfers that we're going to have on, uh, some other actors that you will recognize that you will enjoy as well. So I'm telling you, if you haven't already gone back and listened to some of the previous shows, now would be a good time to do it because moving forward, you're going to want to continue to listen to the current shows. If you haven't already done it, go to ApproachShot.net. Yes, not theapproachshot.net. We couldn't get that. Nope. 
It's approachshot.net. Hit the subscribe button if you would. We'd really appreciate that. And then you can listen to any of the previous shows by downloading on Apple or any of the other places that you download your podcasts. But some really sensational people coming up on the Approach Shot as we go forward. We usually end the show with some kind of a lame segue so that John can say something about people who created bagpipes and called it music, also created golf and call it a game. And then I say, life is a gift, go open it. And I won't disappoint, since John's not here, but I am. As you move ahead into 2022, life is a gift, go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.